Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Ah, yeah. Ah, fuck, shit. Oh, goddammit, I touched my nose again. Fuck, I'm gonna have poppers burns now. Oh, well, I guess it's gonna be fine. I mean, I'm just the best man at my dad's wedding, right? Like, that's okay, that's fine. It's not gonna look bad, right? I have been working on again, off again for about six years at the same Italian restaurant in the Knob Hill area of San Francisco. It was kind of a cute little upscale spot and we had to make sure that our white shirts were fully pressed, our black ties were neatly in the place that they were supposed to be on our uniform, our pants were wrinkle-free, all of it. We had to look the part for all of these semi-rich guests who came for their reservation with an anxious look in their eye because it was a kind of a small restaurant and kind of a well-known restaurant and pretty much everybody wanted in this restaurant. And I will never forget this shit as long as I fucking live because this was really in the hardcore gay walk of shame era for me. And I was hooking up with guys so often that I would often hop off that hot jock top dick right before one of these shifts. And I remember it well, I, you know, we had run the restaurant by itself, the servers. We kind of just did it on our own. We didn't really have anyone looking over our shoulder. And then one day the owner decided to hire a manager. And as we kind of started to get to know her, I showed up for one specific shift and I'll never forget that conversation, that awkward fucking conversation as long as I live and breathe in this world. She sat me down and asked me if I had, wait for it, a drug problem. And I looked at her in the face and I asked, what? What do you mean a drug problem? I'm fully sober in this moment. I don't even know what you're talking about. Drug problem? What, what do you mean? What about me gives off the vibe that somehow I'm doing drugs? I was kind of offended and kind of shocked because truth be told, in this time frame, I was staying far away from drugs in general. And so I just didn't understand why she was asking me if 
I was doing drugs. And then she literally looked me in the eye, pointed at her nose and gave it two swipes. And it, the way the restaurant was like set up, there was like a mirror background on the bar. And I looked over in the mirror at that moment and realized that what she was talking about was the fact that I had a newly developed fresh layer of popper's burns lying underneath my nose. And then I had to spend the next several minutes awkwardly explaining to my brand new manager in my professional environment that it wasn't drugs, that I actually just got done hooking up with a guy and I was hitting poppers and I probably got a little bit on the side of the pale white porcelain skin that lined my nose. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire world of what it means to have to explain to others all these crazy stories that you've been through in regards to poppers burns and your obsession with poppers and sex together now listening to my gay expose podcast a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind i'm ronnie washburn a writer lgbtq plus community activist self-proclaimed messy loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host popper sommelier porn star fluffer in training and local san francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid and this is my gay expose podcast ronnie washburn here and welcome back to the biggest and most red case of Popper's Burns that you have ever heard in the podcast world. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to actually be in a situation where you actually have to explain, and sometimes to straight people, nonetheless, that you have Popper's Burns and how you got them and why there are red burn marks all underneath your nose and the awkwardness that ensues after the fact. And on the Your Gay Expose segment this week, I decided to reach out to a few of my friends as well as all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there and ask the question, how often do you use poppers in your sexual practices? A, almost never. B, 50-50. C, every time I'm obsessed and then give me an explanation as to what exactly it is to you to use poppers in your sexual activities because I really just kind of want to know first and foremost is if I really do have this super unhealthy 
like relationship with poppers or if the rest of all of you out there are doing the exact same thing as me I really just need to know either way so that's the reason for that question this week and and the my gay expose portion of this week's expose I'll give you three actually let me just check that really quick one two three four excuse me four specific poppers burns related stories that just get worse and worse and worse as we go along in my little you know gay walk of shame hoary hookupy phase and some of the stories you guys i have to say are just stories that could only of course happen to ronnie washburn but first, before we take that bottle and take the biggest of hits, before we take the biggest of dicks, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, Re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you came for me and it felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck God, what was I even trying to say there? Oh, Jesus, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re expose <laughs> okay you guys listen so last week's expose the until the water runs clear where we talked about all the douching practices that i've learned over the course of my gay journey <laughs> i got a couple of people who were so surprised that i actually talked about using like actual water bottles like drinking water bottles to douche with like have you guys never heard of this like this is like one of those last ditch efforts where i have no other choice and i'm about to get fucked and i don't have any other means to douche usually when you're on a, like a business trip or some shit like that you just go to the vending machine and you grab a bottle yeah give it a try it works it actually works better just to clarify if you take one of those water bottles and you kind of turn as you sort of squeeze like if you turn the water bottle and squeeze you know like a clockwise like rotation, it sort of creates that moment where it sort of forces the water up your ass. And if you haven't tried it yet, just try it for your own recreational purposes. <laughs> I also got somebody else who sent me a very long email about how they could not believe that I actually put my plastic bulb douche in the dishwasher. Now, listen, don't tell my roommate because he'll kill me, but I have a few times. <laughs> Listen, I want it fully clean. And that's the only way I can think of in my mind to do it. I mean, think of all the nasty shit that like hangs out in a dishwasher anyway. Like all of those nasty food particles. And sometimes if you let dishes sit in the dishwasher for too long, it smells anyway, right? So in my mind, it's really no different, right? <laughs> you guys, it is time for you to look at all of these different options to make this a thing for me in this moment i need all of you right now to donate to my aids life cycle journey for 2024 
If you go into the show notes, there's a link where you can find the spot to actually donate. If you go to any one of my social media bios, there is a spot to donate. If you go to any one of my three websites, there is a spot to donate. If you pretty much Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. I need your help to raise $3,500 and I must meet my goal this year. So please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a uh, awkward conversation with mom about that really red bright ring around your left nostril themed undertone first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there now listen you guys i just needed to know this week if all of you out there are just as obsessed with poppers as i am or if i'm just fucking crazy So therefore, the question this week was, how often do you use poppers in your sexual practices? A, almost never. B, 50-50. C, every time. I'm obsessed. And explain your answer. So let's get some of those responses now. says C every time I'm obsessed (laughs) that's the kind of shit that I want to hear Sergio says lately almost never Mar says A almost never James says I'm an A almost never Josh says, almost never. I just don't like the way I feel when I hit them. Daniel says, literally never. Have done them before in the past, but never liked them enough. But I have a couple in my top drawer just in case. (laughs) Colin says, I don't really care for poppers, but I am exceptionally tight and so an any situation, if I'm going to sit on a cock, I actually have to have them every single time. And explaining that to tops is sometimes a hard conversation. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm here to tell you that you probably just perked up all the ears of every single hot jock top out there simply by saying that you're exceptionally tight. So how about that? Abraham says, almost never. Poppers take me out of the moment. I'm that headache kind of bitch. Kyle says, it's more along the lines of 50-50 for me. I think it's fun, but it also can make me lose my heart on. It's also a slippery slope. Like, it opens my hole to take something big, but it doesn't last. And sometimes it ends up squeezing around said big thing. And then I have to keep taking another hit and another hit and another hit and have to keep 
going just to maintain said looseness. <laughs> this is very fucking specific. Listen, once I'm all the way down on that dick, I don't really feel anything else but that dick in my ass. I don't know how you even have the cognizant ability to understand that your your hole's going back and forth between tight and loose. That must be your superpower. <laughs> Daryl says, never, unless the bottom wants them. I'm just not that into them. They make me feel weird and I can't fuck as long. When it comes to poppers, my bottom has all of the power and I got to let them have some sort of control. <laughs> Tim says, I'm just as obsessed with poppers as you are. Jason says, while I love to do poppers while having sex, I just don't understand why some gays actually take them with them to the club and hit them on the dance floor. Like, why would you hit poppers when you're not having sex? I just don't get it. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of have often wondered that same thing. Like one time I was at like a club years ago with a few friends and this guy that was like trying to hit on one of my other friends like offered us a hit. And I was like, why? 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 I, I like, Is there like a back room here? Like, no. Why would... Yeah, I don't get it either. Kevin says, I don't have sex at all without poppers. In fact, I carry them on me in my bag at all times, just in case. And I even use them to masturbate on my own. <laughs> you guys, this does not fucking surprise me. In the slightest. If you remember back in previous exposés, this is the bitch that actually pre-douches before he goes out to the club just to make sure that he is ready to party just in case some guy wants to fucking take him home. So the fact that he carries poppers on him always doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But admittedly, I do the same thing. <laughs> and I, I think this is probably why we're friends. <laughs> All right, you guys, so listen, I'm so disappointed in most of you for not being as obsessed with poppers as I am, mostly in part to the fact that now I actually have to take a step back and admit to myself that this might be somewhat of an issue that I should probably address on that little green therapy couch. <laughs> but really, in my mind, poppers is harmless. It only lasts for 30 seconds. It enhances the sexual experience. And I'm telling you, I give a mean goddamn blowjob. When I take a hit of poppers and in some situations, I can't even sit on a dick without one. And there's that. And that's how I justify it. That's how I'm going to always just tell myself that it's okay. And there is not one person in this world that can tell me otherwise. <laughs> but if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at exposing my gay. And remember... The funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and I will tell you all of the stories that I've encountered that ultimately led to that worst Poppers Burns moment that you've ever had to explain to anyone in your life. 
All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. one thing in this world that I suffer from on a regular basis, it's poppers burns. You know, a lot of people randomly get like cold sores or pimples or blemishes on their face. Yeah, nope, not me. I just get fucked up, red, scarry looking, obvious poppers burns under my nose, whether I understand that it's actually gonna be a thing or not. And, you know, truth be told, Obviously, I'm a ginger. My skin tone is melanin-free. In other words, I am so pale porcelain-esque that the idea of like this substance touching my pale white skin, I'm pretty confident that I get poppers burns just a little bit more often than people who actually have melanin in their skin. I would be willing to put money on that fact specifically. But truth be told, I do use poppers every single time I get off. That's right. I'm going to say that one more time. Every single time I get off, I need a bottle of poppers. I take them with me to travel. And yes, you better believe that I double checked with all of the airlines to make sure that shit is legal. And just to let you all know, it is. (laughs) And also, I jerk off every time I have to have a bottle. I do any sort of any kind of sexual activity, I need a bottle of poppers. Let's just face it. I'm in a relationship with poppers. Like I'd be willing to put money on the fact that I probably have spent so much money on poppers that I'd probably like a stockholder in the company if that was like actually a fucking thing. But listen, Popper's Burns is a real thing that you can kind of actually avoid. And let me tell you how I personally try to avoid getting Popper's Burns, although it doesn't always work in my favor. And truth be told, most of the time when I do get these Popper's Burns, it's usually because I'm drunk and I'm just not as careful as I should be while using But also, when you're getting pounded out and you're trying to take a hit while that hot jock top is behind you, banging you from behind, it's not always, like, the easiest thing to do to hold it, like, steady to your nose. I mean, I know you've been there, right? But first and foremost, I always take the lid off and wipe both 
of my fingers across the rim before I bring it to my nose. So index finger and thumb go across the brim just to ensure that a little bit of that like fluid isn't around the brim to touch my nose and to actually make it. So I, you know, it, I make contact with the substance. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is actually to just make sure that you don't necessarily have to touch it to your skin. You know, out of habit, I just do that. I like just put it towards my skin. And, you know, people actually, they buy those little like instruments that screw across the top and they actually make it so that you can like snort without like anything touching. And it's the idea is so that it doesn't actually touch your skin and burn. And I remember one day I was on like some sex, like website or some sort. And I had like two different like poppers related situations just like this in my shopping cart. And I was ready to check out. And then I remember looking at my cart, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you this into poppers that you really want to buy some fucking tool to put on top of your bottle of poppers just to use for sex? Yeah, a little too over the top for me. So I definitely did not go through with that purchase. But poppers burns are a real thing. And truth be told, I've learned that there are some brands that give you burns more often than others. For example, all of the Rush brands almost always hands down give me poppers burns every time. Even if I have limited to no contact, it's almost rest assured that I'm getting those burns. The sad part is that Rush is usually like the best formula in my experience. So that really kind of sucks because it kind of works the best, but it also gives me the worst case of poppers burns ever. Jungle juice is no better. That's actually the one I would say is probably the second in line in regards to almost always giving those poppers burns. The other one that I will say has given me poppers burns pretty consistently is Hellfire. But all the other brands out there are pretty okay unless you obsessively use it over and over and over and you're just getting too much on your skin. And, well, I, I think you pretty much get the gist of it. But there's four specific situations that I've been through that I basically have stories to tell you guys about the worst moments in my life that I have dealt with poppers and poppers burns. So let's get into that shit now. First up, we've got the story, and it was the very first time that I had ever been introduced to poppers. It was back in 2009. It was one of my first hookups. It, it was a, a new guy. I was very new to gay sex. I was just newly out, and I had never heard of this poppers thing. This was the guy who actually introduced me to the wonderful world of poppers. And I remember it well. I remember I was like blowing him and he asked me if I was into it. And I was like, what's, what's that? And I remember I was afraid to answer that way because I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. And I definitely didn't want to do drugs. And I didn't really know what he meant by poppers. And I very quickly realized when he held it to my nose and held my other nostril shut and told me to like inhale that it was something that clearly wasn't drugs. And I remember getting that first hit and thinking, holy shit. And I began to suck his dick like I had never sucked a dick 
before. I felt like a fucking porn star. I was living for that 30 seconds. And then I realized in that moment that I needed to know more about this fucking thing that was poppers. But it wasn't long, you know, before he got on his back and I was like riding him like backwards, like cowgirl or whatever the fuck that position actually is. And he was like kind of pushing my legs up and I was sort of in an awkward position where I had my hands down on the bed and I was leaning back and he was doing all of the pumping and had full control. And he stopped for a moment and like pulled the bottle of poppers back up to my nose and I once again took a hit. And in that moment, the awkwardness of the angling made it so that when I took that hit, this small amount of the fluid went into my nose, inside my nose, you guys. And I, the burning started. My eyes began to water. I was like, like dying. And this guy just continued to fuck me. And I remember thinking, in my mind. I can't do anything. I can't stop because he is just going to town on my ass. I cannot stop. I have to keep going. And it just began to weld up in my eyes. The pain was getting too intense. And I finally had to pull off, run into his restroom and just pour water up my nose. And that was the very first time, not only that I was introduced to poppers, that I used poppers, that I realized that I loved this poppers thing, but also that that shit could not go in your nose. <laughs> the next story was sort of an awkward one. I went over to this guy's house and, you know, we were just, it was a random hookup. I didn't even get his name. I was just, it was a messy night of drinking out at the gay bars with Kahoy. I was wasted. I was horny. I was ready to get some dick. And as I walked into the guy's house, I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. And it was so beyond weird. And now, you guys, listen, this guy was so hot and I could not say no. But I was also very drunk. So I definitely wasn't going to say no. But when I walked into his house, his house was so disgusting and dirty and nasty. And it was like he was a hoarder and there was shit covered over every single square inch of any surface that you could possibly put something on. There was something on it. Like I'm talking like chairs, countertops, ovens, all of it. There was something all over every square inch of that fucking small ass apartment. And I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck is this shit? What I also remember thinking to myself, let's just get this over with because I'm so drunk. I'm so horny and I don't care about all this clutter. I just want to get fucked. So as we segued over to his bedroom and pushed a bunch of shit off his bed so that we could actually fuck, he began to go in for the kill. And I remember he put this weird like mask thing on. It was like one of those hazmat masks things and I was just like what what is what in the fuck is going on right now this is so fucking weird what are we is this like some kind of sick role play thing is this gonna be one of those moments where I just need to grab my clothes and just run for the door like what the fuck's going on but it turns out you guys this guy had a mask with two little areas where you inserted these poppers bottles that were designed just for this mask and you screwed them in I swear to God, no joke. And he wanted me to put it on and use it too. And I very politely declined and just continued to hit my generic bottle of poppers like everybody else does. And as soon as I 
finished fucking him and got dressed and got my shit and walked for the door, I vowed to myself to never, ever, ever go over to that guy's house ever fucking again. It was so weird. <laughs> the next story goes along the lines of my one of my first friends that I made in San Francisco. Now, this is one of my friends that, you know, I started fucking him at first, but then you know, the sex kind of stopped and we just kind of became really good friends. And then he had like a boyfriend the whole time we were fucking and I was newly single and, you know, we were just fucking. And then once the boyfriend like came back from a month long trip to Australia, then suddenly the fucking kind of had to stop. And so I basically, you know, in the moments leading up to this boyfriend getting home when we were just basically fucking at his house all the time. I remember one of the times I went over to his place, he told me he would cook me soup. And so I brought one of those big giant like magnum bottles of wine. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've seen that shit where it's like two bottles in one. Yeah, I for some stupid reason brought that. <laughs> and all we had eaten was soup. And so once we started making out and the clothes started coming off, because we both knew that it was going to end up in the bedroom, we like finished off that double handle wine bottle. And we were both pretty drunk. I remember being fully, fully fucking drunk. Because if, if you think about it, we probably had a bottle each. And this guy was like super skinny and we both just ate soup. It was just not a good situation at all. But I remember it well. We were hitting poppers and we were fucking around. We're having a good time. He was on his back and I was riding him. And I pulled the bottle of poppers up to my nose, took a big hit. And when I pulled it down to give him his turn to hit in my fucking drunken stupor and the fact that my hand was fully lubed up from, you know, like putting another coat on his dick, I dropped the bottle and it landed directly in his face. The whole thing spilled all over his face, you guys. He screamed. He threw me off him and he ran to the bathroom. And I remember sitting there on the bed and I was so drunk that I was like, wait, like, hold, hold on. Wait, what just happened? Like, it, like my brain wouldn't even process. Like, what what had just happened because I was so wasted. And it turns out that he was able to fortunately like get water on his face quick enough that there was no damage involved. But I literally fully spilled an entire bottle of poppers like directly on his face. He said it went in his nose, in his eyes, all of it. It could have been so bad, but thank God he got to the sink in time. <laughs> and last but not least, my most horrific Puppers burn story of all time. Now, this burn wasn't just a burn that I accrued on my nose, per se, or like something that I inflicted on somebody else, or even like snorted myself, or just any just disgusting remnants of Puppers burns underneath my nose and awkwardly had to explain to some random person at like a wedding why my nose was just fully like bright red around the brim. No, this was far, far worse. And it all starts with the messy night of drinking with Kahoy out of the gay bars. And you guys, I was blackout mode. Now, there was a time in my life, I will say, that, you know, the fact that I live a couple blocks away from the centralized Castro area, that was actually kind of a dangerous move for me to make because crawling home became a thing. 
Somehow, I always manage to make it home completely blacked out out of my mind. I there The amount of times that I went home from the gay bars after a messy night of drinking with Kahoy, not remembering leaving, not remembering how I got home, like waking up the next morning with a burrito in my bag, for example, and not even remember any remnants of going into any taqueria of any sort, getting a burrito, none of it. It was all blank. If I had a dime for how many times I was blacked out in this era, I'd be so rich that I wouldn't be working in this world. But on this specific blacked out moment, I do remember actually like meeting some guy at the bar. We hit it off really well. We started making out at the bar and then it just went black. And I remember waking up the next morning. This was my next memory after making out with this guy at like high tops at like 11.40 p.m. at night on a Friday night. And I woke up the next morning and I remember the room was spinning. It was one of the worst hangovers I had ever had in my life. I could tell that by the way my ass felt that I had had sex. It was all bad. I was like just not feeling good. I had like my socks were still on, which is definitely not a thing for me when I'm getting home and going to bed. It was just all the pain, moving hurt, all of it, etc. But when I looked down to my side, what I realized is that I had not only gone home with that guy and had sex, and he graciously like exited after we had sex, apparently, or at least so I think, because I don't remember any of the sexual interaction at all whatsoever. I looked down and saw an open bottle of poppers like laying beside me like right next to like where my ass was on my side. And to my horrific shock, I saw a full-blown size of a lemon, open flesh wound from poppers. You guys, I was so blacked out wasted that I put a bottle of poppers down beside me once I finished having sex with the top still open and the entire contents of that bottle spilled out onto my skin, searing through my skin. I swear to God, this is like not made up. This is for real. And I had a full-blown open wound right on my underwear line, mind you, on my side next to my ass. And I remember looking at it, investigating, getting like all of my shit together, kind of standing up and looking at myself in the mirror in my room and looking at myself and saying, wow, Ronnie, wow. Like this, this is fucking rock bottom. Like, you have a full-blown open wound. I just can't believe I let it get that far. It was just so beyond crazy. And the worst part about this was obviously I dressed the wound with gauze and, like, a bunch of different, like, medicines to try to make it heal quicker and better and all of it. But after a while, it, like, started scabbing over, so I took the bandage off. And I thought that it had scabbed enough that, you know, it was time that I could, you know, just start wearing underwear again. Well, one day I had to take a shit and I found that when I tried to take my pants off that it wasn't done healing. Oh, no. It wasn't even a firm scab yet. It had actually been still liquidy and soft to a place that I had worked a whole shift at work and went home and tried to take a shit. And when I tried to take my underwear off, you guys, the underwear was like intermingled within the scabbing process. In other words, I, you guessed it, had to fully rip my scab off just to get my underwear off. And if I could just even describe for you how painful it was to do that, 
Talk about rip a Band-Aid off. It was 10 times worse than that. So my little gay expose PSA to all of you out there is use your poppers all the time, but use your poppers responsibly because you don't want to get these types of popper burns that I've described this week. (laughs) Uh, I still can't believe half the shit that I've done with these fucking little bottles of poppers. Who would have known all those years ago when I was introduced at the very first time that I literally would have an open goddamn seared wound on my side? we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learn a whole hell of a lot. Or, okay, listen, at any rate, all you learned is that I'm fucking crazy. Like, I can't even believe that I've been through all of those stories that I just described to you on this week's expose, but at the same time, that's kind of part of the reason why I have a show like this to warn all of you out there all the different ways that you can avoid getting these severe poppers burns (laughs) and not like putting underwear on and having it like just become a part of your actual body itself. Like just be careful, use them responsibly and don't Like, put yourself in a situation where you're having to explain to your boss that you're not doing drugs. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. But I really just want to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? What is your craziest story, Poppers Burns, related? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and if you actually just would rather type it, you can always check in at mygayexpose at gmail.com and leave me an email with your story. (laughs) Oh, God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show, including the official show question for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. And pick out your next piece for your gay and or festival and or upcoming Pride-related event. Or just shit that you want to wear to the gym to ensure that you'll get fucked in the showers. (laughs) And don't forget to check out the official 
production company website, bossypowerbottomwear.com, and learn all things Bossy Power Bottom Productions. That's bossypowerbottom.com, and just take a look at the website, and you'll know more about what's coming soon in the Bossy Power Bottom Productions empire. And with that, don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will put that crazy hazmat mask on and hit those poppers with that weirdo that lived in Hayes Valley with you next time. expose has been brought to you by bossy power bottom productions want to know more go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom productions